Hi guys, it's Rach and it's another episode of Ask Me Anything. In these conversations, I take listener voicemails from our hotline and answer whatever you guys have on your minds. And today, we're going to talk about acceptance. How do we learn to accept all of the twists and turns in our life, especially when they're not what we were hoping for? And another listener called in to ask about toxic family members, which sounds like a really good one for this time of year as we all head into so many family events. So that's what we're chatting about today. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Before we lean in to those conversations, I have to tell you guys what I did this weekend because it was such a freaking delight. It was like, oh, my heart is still exploding. As you may or may not know, I love Hugh Jackman. I mean, to be totally honest, I actually don't know a single human being who doesn't love Hugh Jackman because I mean, we got Wolverine, we've got The Greatest Showman, which is one of my favorite movies ever. He just seems delightful. He seems like a genuinely good person. Years ago, I planned an entire European trip around the fact that he was going to be in Dublin on a very specific day giving a concert because I really wanted to see him in concert. And this weekend, I went to New York to see Hugh Jackman on Broadway, in The Music Man, and it was delightful. It was absolutely delightful. I don't know if any of you have trips planned to New York, like this month or next month. I think these are the last two months. It's such a sweet show. The costumes are so great. The state, all the set, Sutton Foster stars opposite him. To, but to be honest, the entire cast, like it's just so well done. And I know I'm a musical theater baby, so I love musicals. If you don't love a musical, I don't know that The Music Man's the place to start, but he could not be cuter. He could not be more handsome. At the end of it, like he, it was so crazy because you, I forget that he's Australian. So he did this whole performance as Harold Hill, which is the character from The Music Man. And then at the end, he talked to the audience and immediately he was speaking in an Australian accent. And I was like, you need to stop. Because however handsome Hugh Jackman is, when all of a sudden he has an accent, it my heart can't handle it. So guys, that was just a freaking delight. And I highly encourage anybody who's headed to New York this holiday season like, just check that out. I got tickets on StubHub. A lot of shows are getting close to sold out because it's his last run, but oof, QT, cutie. That is what I have to say. Have you ever been like watching a movie or a performance or at a concert or something and you're with your partner, but there's someone on stage that you're like, I will leave, I will leave you for Hugh Jackman tonight. And he's like, I'll leave you for Hugh Jackman tonight. Like both of us were just like, this man is a perfect specimen that has, as usual, nothing to do with what we're going to talk about today, but I just wanted to tell somebody because it was really good. I'm also recording this in the afternoon, and at any moment, my niece is going to walk in the door with my children, so I'm trying to get a podcast episode in before they all come screaming in the door. So everyone cross your fingers that we can get to our whole chat today. But let's start off with a conversation about 
acceptance. I'm going to play this voicemail for you guys, but as always, I want to remind you, if you have a question literally about anything, call into hotline. It's 737-400-7626. 737-400-4626. You can leave a voicemail. It can be anonymous. And we just started this thing where if you want to actually have a real conversation with me on the podcast about your question, leave your email, leave your phone number. Um, We're setting up some of those chats now so we can make it a little bit more dynamic. But this is the first question that we have for today's episode. Hi, Rachel. My name is Elizabeth. Um, I'm in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, 24 years old. I just moved here for a new job. And I'm calling because I wanted to get your thoughts kind of on how how can we like – embrace acceptance more. The last two, three years of my life have been insane. I've had to deal with a lot of major life changes and I've moved four times in the last two years and had to make some major personal decisions, decisions with my career. And I'm just really struggling, I think, to like accept where my life is at right now and to accept that the universe has like guided me to this point for a reason. And so I was just wondering what kind of insight you have around acceptance and kind of being able to move forward with what you have and tapping into trying to understand, you know, why you may have been guided to where you are in your life at this moment. Anyway, I hope that all makes sense. I really love your podcast. Thank you so much for all that you do. And I hope you're having a wonderful day. Elizabeth, thank you for the question. I have actually a lot of thoughts lately about acceptance because I heard a line in yoga of all places that I keep mulling over in my brain, which is acceptance is a superpower. Acceptance is a superpower. What I want to talk to you about today is not how you can be accepting of everything because I think that fighting for a life for yourself that really resembles the thing that's inside of your imagination, oftentimes that requires not accepting what is. That requires fighting against what life is serving up to you. So how I want to approach today's conversation is to discuss the serenity prayer. Now, I'm sure many of you are familiar with the serenity prayer. You, If you've ever been to an AA meeting, if you've ever seen one in a movie or on TV, you see this prayer. Maybe you've even prayed this prayer having nothing to do with AA. But the prayer goes, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So Elizabeth, I actually think this isn't a question of acceptance. This is a question of the wisdom to know the difference. The best thing that I go back to again and again to understand where I am in my life and to understand if things are unfolding for good reasons just sort of because this is the way the cookie crumbles, am I supposed to push back, am I supposed to accept it? The best rationale, and you guys have probably heard me talk about this before, is by looking backwards. So Elizabeth, I want you to do two things in this situation. The first is I want you to sort of take a historical record of the last five or 10 years. You know, if you want to do your entire life, that's fantastic. But to start with, I'd love for you to think of what were times in your life when you really wanted something or really thought that this was a very specific path you were supposed to choose and it didn't work out, but it was all for the better. Like, can you think of maybe it was a person that you really thought was going to be your life partner and you love them so much and you were devastated when it didn't work out, but later you realized, oh gosh, yeah, it was never supposed to be them. It was supposed to be this person over here. Or it was never supposed to be them because you found out later that there were things about them that would have really been hurtful to you had you known them at the time. Like, Can you look back in your life and see, you know that old saying, your rejection is God's protection? Like, can you find moments where it felt really harsh at the time, 
but in hindsight, you realize you were being guided. So make a list or maybe it's a journal process where you look back over and you kind of start to understand things. I think this is a practice that each and every one of us should be doing constantly. It's truly the way that I live my life in wanting to understand why things were going the way that they were. So what that does for me is it gives me faith in this moment that I am being guided just like I have been every step of the way. That's the first thing it does is give me faith that I am being guided. And as much as you can do this, I I still uncover things that I haven't thought about in years and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember when that happened. God, I hadn't thought about that in forever, but yeah, that was this. And now I see how that all was working out for my benefit or for the benefit of my children or my family or my career, but I couldn't see it at the time. And I really do believe that life is happening for us, which is much easier to swallow when everything's going well or when everything feels like flowy, when it's like clicking into flow state and you're feeling really good about your choices. It's harder to accept that everything is for us when we're in those seasons of discouragement or pain or frustration, when we've lost our job, we've gone through a breakup, or maybe we move cities and then realize we're not really loving the place that we're in. It's hard to feel like it's happening for us in that moment. But I've found that historical record-taking of my life and finding those you know, happy moments of serendipity where it all worked out how it was supposed to, even though it didn't feel like it was going to, that's what helps me now. The second thing that this historical unpacking does is it allows me to remember what were the signals and signs that happened around that situation that I did not listen to Or what were the times that I did have an intuition or I did have an instinct and when I followed those, it worked out for the better? So I have a great example of this. I wasn't meant to be going to see Hugh Jackman on Broadway this weekend. I was meant to be going to a retreat. I was really excited. I've been planning it for months. I was recommended to go to this retreat by one of my friends and they were like, it's so amazing. Like, it's you're going to love it. It's going to be life-changing, whatever. So I sign up. I go by myself because I'm thinking this is going to be this really like beautiful, sacred, spiritual experience. And the closer and closer it got to the day, I just felt almost apathetic about it. Like, I just felt like I had no passion or excitement, and that's not like me. When I have something that I've planned like this and I'm so excited, especially when it's a spiritual practice, when I feel like I'm going to go do yoga and I'm going to like eat this amazing food, I'm going to learn about my body and I'm going to learn about connection and like all of these things. I get so excited about those things. So building up to this retreat, I was just kind of feeling like nothing. It was almost like when I would tune in, sounds like such a hippie as it's falling out of my mouth, but when I would kind of like tune into the vibration of this retreat, it just felt kind of nothing was there. And I was like, this is so weird. And Boo was asking me like, oh, are you so excited? My friends were asking, everyone knew I was doing it. My kids like, hey, are you going, you know, they all knew I was going downtown. And so they kept asking if I was excited. And I was like, yeah, but like, I just felt weird about it. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. 
With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees. Period. Yep. That means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. I felt weird traveling there. I felt weird when I got there. My intuition knew as soon as I like got to the place that this was not going to be the right thing for me. But I was like, I paid this money. I also, I'm going to be honest, I don't want these people to think that I'm weird because I showed up and then I'm just like leaving. That feels rude. So I got into the space. I still feel kind of, mm, I don't know. And I think it's important in this instance, especially because when it comes to this idea of spirituality and learning from other people, which was what I was there to do, it's very important that who you're learning from or who is in that circle with you feel like the vibrational level that you want to be at. So I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here, y'all, as per usual. But in retrospect, I didn't look around that room to anybody. There were a couple people that I met who were like also students who were there who just had this light inside of them. And I always think when people are striving to be connected to God and source, when they're, if you're thinking of like chi and everything's flowing, when all of their chakras are aligned, when they're just like living life well and trying to be a good human, you can see it. You can feel it. it the, they glow. And so I guess I expected to walk into this experience and have the teachers at least that I would be able to feel that from them. And I immediately didn't. And that made me very nervous. And then it all went downhill from there. I had one night at this retreat and I was supposed to be there for multiple days. And literally <laughs> the next morning, I text Boo, who was nowhere close to my retreat. It was in the same state, but it was not close. And I was like, I need you to come get me. I'm so sorry, but I need you to come get me. I don't want to be here. And this is just not right. Like everything in my spirit was like rejecting this experience. And there was a absolutely like basically every version of me up until the last two years who would have stayed in that space because I didn't want to offend anybody because I didn't want anyone to judge me or think like I wasn't strong enough or cool enough or whatever, I would have stayed. I would have stayed in a situation where I did not feel comfortable and where I knew it wasn't for me because I was worried about the opinions of other people. And in this instance, I was just like, nope, I paid my money. Like I'm not at, so I just, boo came and I snuck out of place like a thief in the night. I swear to you, there is a hilarious video of me like walking down a mountainside with my suitcase in my hand because I was like trying to get out before anyone else woke up. And Boo was just like dying laughing in the car, like waiting for me because <laughs> so crazy. But the whole reason I'm telling you that story, Elizabeth, is that my intuition leading up to this event knew that something was off. I had had conversations with the people putting it on. I had gotten emails about it. And just everything that I was seeing wasn't – I wasn't aligning with it. And I ignored that because I really wanted to have this experience of what I thought it was going to be. But I should have listened to that, that voice. I've talked about this before a lot, and I've had a lot of different teachers come on and share wisdom about connecting with intuition, which is the wisdom to know the difference. That's your intuition. But ultimately, I think that you have to develop a relationship with your intuition because what's likely happened is that that little voice inside of you, your gut, that thing that we're all born with, 
it's likely been hushed, silenced, pushed away, ignored, berated, so much so that it stops to speak to you. Or maybe that voice has been screaming at you for years, but there's so much other crap in the way, standing in between you and that intuition, that you can't hear the wisdom it's trying to share. This, by the way, is how things begin to manifest in our body. All of a sudden, you start to have anxiety attacks, or you start to have you know, different things in your body that are like shutting down or pain that's you're experiencing that kind of came out of nowhere. You're getting headaches. You're getting bloating. Our body will hold the truth of what we cannot see or what we refuse to see. Our body will hold on to that. And if we can't listen to the intuition, our body will try and express itself through other means. So I think it's about having a relationship where you begin to listen when your instinct tells you that something's not okay. And what I found is that the more that I listen to that voice, the more I will leave a situation, even if everybody else will judge me for it, the more that I will hold up a personal boundary regardless of what someone else thinks, that is what encourages that voice to become stronger. So by looking back historically, we can see all of the times that we were guided, but we can also identify what were those feelings that I had that I ignored. Because I cannot tell you, I don't know if y'all have this, but I think of so many times in my past where I'm like, I just, these moments stand out in time. Like think about this for a second. Do you have any memories of in your relationship with friendships, with family members in your past where nothing really happened in that moment? Like it seems like sort of a boring moment, but for some reason you always remember it. I have so many of those. And the older I get and the more I explore those moments where I'm like, why does this memory stand out to me? Why does this memory of my friend telling me the story stand out to me so much? Why does this moment where I heard someone talking about someone else, why does that stay in my memory? And what I've realized, y'all, is it stays in my memory because on a subconscious level, my body knew that something was wrong with that information, even if my mind couldn't process it. My body sensed that someone was lying. My body knew that something about the information I was being given was incorrect. Like I get chills thinking about how many times I'm just like, why do I remember this random moment? And then I'll think it through and go, oh, because later that friend ended up screwing me over in such a huge way. And that moment in time where I got a weird feeling that I ignored or where I remember it standing out to me, it's because she was acting as her authentic self. And it wouldn't be until years later that I recognized that that's who she truly was. So those like historical unpackings that we can do in our past, I think, are how you begin to identify the wisdom. That being said, Elizabeth, it sounds like you've had a lot of change in your life over the last several years or maybe even more. It's kind of like I said a couple weeks ago in the Ask Rachel episode about this idea of really trying to figure out why. Why isn't it working out? Why am I being blocked? Why does this feel so hard? Why is it easy for them and hard for me? Why is it that every time I go into a situation, it feels like this thing happens? Understanding why, again, this is about pattern recognition. It's about looking at things historically and seeing if there are any patterns in the behavior is what you need to do to figure out if you're currently self-sabotaging and not realizing it. Because it sucks to hear this, but the only variable that doesn't change in our lives is us. So if you keep encountering the same things over and over, I know it can be daunting to have to hold up a mirror and look at what's going on, but it can also help you. 
So I'm totally making this up. But for instance, maybe in the last few years, someone's listening to this and they keep getting jobs and they get so excited about what the job is, but then it turns out their boss is always an asshole. Like they always end up working for someone who's a jerk or who's a narcissist or who overpromises and underdelivers. Like there's always an issue with whatever leader they're working with in whatever job they go to. If that is your pattern, that's really powerful because that is not an accident. You are getting those positions with those exact people because something's going on with you. Maybe what's going on with you is that this is a beautiful quality, but you always believe the best in everybody. You believe everything they say. They promise you the world and you are a dreamer and a believer. And so you just go along with it and you don't see the truth until later. Maybe you always find yourself in these positions because on some level you don't feel worthy of working for a leader that you identify as smart or powerful or successful. And so you keep gravitating toward people who on some level you know are no good. Maybe you have a long history of that. Maybe your parents showed you that behavior and so you just keep repeating it over and over. I don't know why you might find yourself in these situations, but I do know that patterns repeat for a reason. Patterns repeat for a reason. So if you can figure out whatever it is that you're not liking about your life, Elizabeth, I don't think you're supposed to accept it. I think that you work to change it for the better. But if you do not have the wisdom to know the difference, you are bound to repeat yourself again. So it sounds to me like you could really benefit from an unpacking. One of my favorite ways to do that is inside of therapy. But if that's not an option for you, open up the journal and just start free form writing. What are the patterns? What's happened in the past? Why does this keep showing up? Give yourself the power to explore from a place of change and hope and faith and just see what's there. One of the best books I've read in the last couple of years is The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. But I'll sum up the entire concept for you all really quickly. It basically says that every single one of us will be faced with so many obstacles in our life. Maybe that's career, personal, health, financial, you name it. We all encounter hardship. It is the act of overcoming the obstacle that actually pushes you to the next level. Think about it. Think about a situation in your life where you had to figure it out. And when you learned to figure it out because you had to, all of a sudden you have this knowledge and this skill set that you didn't have before. It is so freaking powerful. So do some unpacking. Read that book if you haven't yet. And just trust that it's all going to work out exactly as it's supposed to because you are in the driver's seat of your own life. And now I'm looking out the window, you guys, and a bunch of kids are about to run in here. So I'm going to pause this for a moment and come back later for the rest of this conversation. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle, and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. Guys, no two listeners of the show are exactly alike, which means that no two vacations you take are going to be exactly alike either. And if you're looking for a place that will serve all of you, Texas has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities that allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. I love Texas so much, I moved my family there for five years. Because here's the deal, Texas has it all. Are you a beach person? We got you. If you love a rugged vacation, not my jam, but there's plenty of campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. My favorite part about Texas the food. It is the thing I miss the absolute most. Whether you love barbecue or Tex-Mex or just want to be in cities that take their food very seriously. You can enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash get your own. And we're back. We are back a full day later. I don't normally split my podcast episodes into two separate parts, but all of you who are working parents or just parents will understand. I'm also going to let you know that. Yesterday, kids came home, and then today, two of them are home with the flu. So Noah is in the living room watching The Little Mermaid for the 900th time, and her big brother is in his room asleep. But there is a chance, I mean, this could be a like five-part episode because there's a chance that at any moment they can come in. But I think I've got her set up so that I can grab a few minutes and finish this for y'all. That being said, it's time for our second question from Hotline. And I really liked this one because it feels very timely with us being inside of the holiday season. So let's start with a question and then we'll dig into how to deal with toxic family members. Hi, Rachel. My husband is having a Kind of a toxic relationship with his sister, and he has decided that he no longer wants to have her in his life. However, his parents are requesting or, or making it a big deal that he no longer wants to come to places where she is going to be at. And I guess my question is how do you determine what is your boundary when it comes to your parents? You know, they only have a limited time left on this earth and they want their kids to be together and all the families to be together at holidays and events. But my husband is uncomfortable doing that because of the relationship he has with his sister. How do you determine whether you can, you know, quote unquote, suck it up for a few hours at a family event or whether it's a hard line where he feels like he is not being heard and um, then no longer wants to be a part of family functions? We have um, a daughter and his sister has two children. And of course, we don't want the children to be involved in it. But um, my husband feels like we're a package deal. So if you don't want to be a part of him and you don't want to accept him and the successes that he has had, you know, over the course of the years, if she can't accept where he's gone, then he doesn't feel like she should have access to his child. It's kind of a hard one because his parents 
we have a great relationship with his parents. Of course, they want all of us to be together at family functions, and my husband is just not comfortable doing that anymore. And again, it's just hard to decide whether or not he is, um, you know, being unreasonable or whether it's something that just to appease his parents, I guess. So anyways, thanks so much. I like to just throw in here when I'm doing these Ask Rach segments that this is my perspective. And my perspective on toxic family members is very strong because <laughs> I have some really toxic family members. So just know that when I answer this, that is the lens that I am seeing this through. I'm also aware that whatever your family origins are culturally would play a huge role into how you feel about family in general. There are cultures where family is everything, where it doesn't matter how people act or behave. This is These are our people. This is our blood. We show up. We do these things. And it's easy for me to say the perspective I'm about to give you because I don't come from that kind of culture. That being said, when I was little, my family, my extended family, aunts and uncles, got together for every holiday, every barbecue, every any reason there was to celebrate, the family got together. And the reason that we got together, because my grandfather insisted on it. And every reason there was to celebrate, grandpa wanted to celebrate. And the crazy thing was that family <laughs> was and is some of the most toxic human beings I've ever met in my life and the most dysfunctional relationships, the most unhealthy relate, like it was wild. Interestingly enough though, those are my favorite memories of my childhood, period, bar none. Those are my favorite memories of my childhood. And it's easy for me to love those memories because I was a little kid and I was just like loving the food, loving aunties and uncles, loving presents if it was Christmas time. Like I just loved the celebration. I still love the celebration. But I wasn't old enough to understand what was playing in between the conversations and the backstabbing and the gossip. And all. I just obviously wasn't old enough to hold space for that. And I wonder how I would feel today if my grandfather was still alive and still insisting that everyone get together for holidays because I was very close to my grandparents. They're hugely influential in my life and they've both long since passed away, but they are still hugely influential in my life. And I'm not going to lie, if grandpa was still insisting that people get together, even as an adult and even knowing how toxic certain family members were, I probably would still be showing up. So it's like, this is family, right? There's this duality of holding space for both. So I want to start off and say that this conversation is messy, but I want to give you the best advice I can based on honoring self instead of honoring other people's belief about how you need to show up. The first thing that I would say when it comes to your husband is that you need to honor his boundaries because he's going to run up against family members who don't want to honor his boundaries. In fact, you said something when you left the voicemail, you said, you know, his parents are getting older, they only have so many days left, and they want all their kids together for these holidays. I am willing to bet all of my money that that line is directly from one of his parents' mouth. That just sounds, y'all, doesn't that just sound like something that a parent or a grandparent says when they're trying to guilt trip you? They're like, I only have so many days left. There's only so many days left and all I want is my children under one roof. I just want us all together. No, that's not fair. You need to honor his boundaries as parents, but there's a real solid chance they're not going to. 
People are older. They get set in their ways. They don't understand even what boundaries are. And so if he's running up against parents who don't honor his boundaries, the best thing that you can do as his partner is support the boundaries that he feels like he needs to have in place. I just think life is too short to be in relationship with people who are toxic. And this is coming from someone, me, like I have family members in that original family bucket I was talking to you guys about earlier that I haven't talked to in over 20 years. Because when I became an adult and when I understood how toxic they truly were, I was like, oh, gosh, no, this is not, like, frankly, nothing is worth this. That drama, that toxicity, that fighting, that gossip, that, yeah, miss me with that. I don't want any part of it. And if your family members were, like, going to therapy, doing the work, if they could own their flaws, if they could own that they get stuff wrong. If if people are working on it, oh, hell yeah. Like, I am here for it. But what I cannot be a part of is a cycle that is unbroken. I can't be a part of, we're just doing the same thing over and over and over. And well, you know, cousin so-and-so, she's just crazy. And that's just how aunt such-and-such is. And you know, There are too many incredible, amazing people in this world that you can be friends with, that you can choose, that you can have these deep, beautiful relationships with people who are flawed and human, but also trying their best to be good people. There's too much goodness out there for you to feel like you have to do life with people who suck. And honestly, it doesn't really even matter to me why he feels like he can't be in a relationship with his sister right now. It just matters to me that he feels like he can't. And it it probably isn't worth trying to convince his mom and dad that they need to honor the way that he's feeling. I think you just stand firm in what it is. And it doesn't have to be drama. And it doesn't have to be like he said, she said. It can just be, we're not going to do that this year. But if you're going to choose not to do that, be really intentional with what you're doing instead. So it sounds like y'all do want to have a relationship with his mom and dad. You just don't want to do it in settings where his sister's there. Okay, great. So, hey, mom and dad, we're not coming for Christmas Day because that just feels like too much. And, you know, we've told you how we feel about it, but we will come for Christmas Eve or we will come for Boxing Day or we will come for December 28th. Years ago, when I was still married, my ex-husband had three siblings. So you're looking at a family with four different traditions, and everyone has like two different grandparents' houses, and it just becomes really convoluted to try and pull a holiday together with everybody coming on the same day. And every year, it was just drama and who's coming and who's not. And so... One year I was like, well, what if we just make up a whole new day? We just come up with a whole new tradition that's not on top of anyone else's current traditions, and then it just becomes this new thing that we do. So, God, it's got to be at least a decade or more that I was like, what if we do a pajama brunch? Like, what if we have a pajama party and everyone brings brunch food, and that's when the kids open their gifts, and it just becomes this thing, and it was so great Because every year, it just alleviated every single member of that family that they didn't have to do something on very specific days. It gave them the ability to start their own traditions with that mama, daddy, and the kids, and you didn't have to involve grandparents, or you could. But basically, you just knew that all of those kids and their kids and grandparents would all be together on the same day every year for pajama brunch. And I would like to say this is one of many things that I feel like I brought to that family. Even though I am no longer part of that family, they still do that pajama brunch every single year. So there's real power in being intentional because then nobody feels like they're missing out on time with you. This weekend, I'm recording this and um, next week is Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving, my kids are with their dad. 
And so we did this last year too. The kids are with their dad on Thanksgiving. So the weekend before is when we, me, my boo, the kids, my niece, and for the first time ever, boo's mom is coming all the way from England to celebrate with us, obviously. They don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but she's coming to celebrate. But we're having Thanksgiving here on Sunday. So we're going to put the tree up. We're going to do a big Thanksgiving dinner. And it's so fun. And I really thought when I first uh, got divorced, I thought, oh my gosh, the first time I have a holiday and the kids aren't with me, I'm going to lose my mind. It's going to be so hard and so awful. But I really haven't felt that yet. Or I hope I don't ever feel that at all because I just choose a different day and make that the holiday. So on Thursday next week, that's just going to be Thursday. That's not going to be Thanksgiving for me because my Thanksgiving's on Sunday with the kids. So it's just a switch of intentionality and not getting into it and not letting his parents spin you out. I mean, this is kind of for any of you. If you have family members you want to see, be intentional with how and when you're going to see them so we don't feel like we're missing out, but stand firm in what you will and won't do. To me, being healthy is really grounded in nutrition. Honestly, what I eat and what my kids eat is super important to how we live our lives. It's why I love a company like Thrive Market because Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So when I go online and I use their on-site filters, I can figure out exactly my lifestyle needs and trust that what I'm getting from Thrive Market is what I want to take into my body. When you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. You can join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash rach for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash rach thrivemarket.com slash rach this episode is brought to you by progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly 750 dollars on average plus auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. A lot of my family I don't do holidays with and haven't for years. I don't – I really like once I started having kids, my holidays are are with my kids. That's the family that I celebrate with. And a big part of that is because it's just – it's too much drama and it's too much – I can't – it's just I don't want to step into that because it's like stepping into a time machine. Every time I feel like I go to spend time with family, I get into a time machine and I travel back 20 years and they're all still dealing with the same stuff, being the same gross way, dealing with things in an unhealthy manner. And I grew up in it and I didn't have a choice, but you can be for sure that I'm not making that a part of my kid's childhood. I just always heard those things like, well, that's just how that, you know, that's how aunt such and such is, or that's how uncle so-and-so is like, oh, that family member's an alcoholic, that family member's abusing prescription pills. And so they're acting crazy at the holiday party. 
I just was exposed to all of this really unhealthy behavior that was always excused away because, quote unquote, their family. And it normalized that behavior that was not normal. So everybody's on their own path and everybody's allowed to do whatever they want. You know, you're allowed to do whatever you want with your life. But it's very important to me for my peace, for my heart, for my kids to protect them from behavior that I see as unhealthy. And it sounds like your husband is really trying to do that for himself. And I just hope that you will honor what that must feel like for him and what he needs it to be. But my best advice for any of you who's trying to put boundaries in place with family members is to just not get wrapped up in the drama that tries to be created around your desire to put that boundary there. There's this quote that I'm not going to remember the whole thing. It's a, a Warren Buffett quote, but it's something to the extent of if your emotions, if you can be controlled by your emotions, it means anyone can control you. So if you get flustered and you get worked up, if you have, you know, mama or daddy, your sister, your brother, someone in your family knows the words to say to manipulate you, to control you, to get you pissed off or angry or scared or anxious, if they can get your negative emotions going, then they can control you. And if you're trying to put a boundary in place, family members will reach as quickly as possible for the manipulation tools that they've used on you since you were little. They do it unconsciously, sometimes consciously, but most of the time not. So it just means that if you want to put a boundary in place and experience the freedom that comes with it, you can't allow people to make you feel emotional about your choices. If you can be controlled by your emotions, then anyone can control you. So if they try and get you wound up, they try and get into some big conversation, just be like, oh, no, we're not even going to go there. I love y'all so much. I'm super excited to see you at the pajama brunch, but I'm just not going to be there for Christmas. And I'm not even, mama, I'm not even asking you to choose sides. I'm just telling you that for me, I'm choosing my close-knit family, me and my wife and my daughter this year. That's what, that's what we're going to do. Family is hard and holidays make it even harder. But knowing in advance what you want this experience to be, or even just what you don't want this experience to be this year can help you create a roadmap to get there. Maybe you look into next month, you look into December and in December you travel, it's like a nine hour road trip and you go to your in-laws and you have to bring all the gifts with you. And like maybe when you think about your holiday season, you just dread it. You just feel so stressed. If that's true, guys, get off the crazy train. You don't have to live this way. Look at what you see in front of you and ask, what are some little things that I can do to make this easier? Maybe you're like, Rach, I know it would be easier to just full stop say we're not going to my mother-in-law's house, but it's just too much drama to do that. Okay, great. So you can't change everything. But what could you change about how you typically do the holidays to make this easier? Maybe that means you're buying your holiday gifts earlier so that you have more time so you're not as stressed. Maybe it means that you're doing all of your shopping online this year and you're having things, you're paying the extra money. Yes, it's expensive, but it's so worth it because it's just stress off your shoulders. You're going to have those presents gift wrapped and sent directly to your mother-in-law's house so you don't have to travel with them. Maybe this is the year that you're going to really prepare for that road trip so the kids have lots of things to do. They've got activities to keep them in check. You come up with five different things and a special binder that they can color and do what. Maybe you go over the top. You look on Pinterest and you way prep in advance. I don't know what the answer is, but I promise you that it's there. And if you take on the parts of your holidays that you don't like and ask in advance how you can make them feel better, you're going to see some improvement. And the beautiful thing about a stressful season is that any improvement feels massive. It feels huge. 
just consider in advance, if you wait until you're standing in your mother-in-law's kitchen four weeks from now to figure out how to be less stressed about everything that's going on, you're not going to do as well. But if right now you use the opportunity to ask, what are the boundaries you need? What do you need to uphold? What can you do in advance? This is, I'm the queen of this, right? Like my sister sent me a thing recently. My nephew's having a a fundraiser at his school. I'm the queen of like, can I just send you money? Just to make things a little bit easier. If my kid's school has a fundraiser and they're like, can you buy wrapping paper? Can you buy Tupperware? Can you? And I'm like, can I just make a donation to whatever fundraiser this is? Can I just, because I know this seems simple or maybe this seems stupid, but every single little thing like that during the holidays, it all adds up. It all adds up to stress. If I do the wrapping paper fundraiser at my kid's school, if I take the time to look through the thing, to fill out the sheet, fill out the credit card information or find my checkbook, I don't even know where that is. Like all of these things take time and I know they seem like simple or yeah, but that'll only take 10 minutes. No, the distraction of doing that and then like the wrapping paper gets delivered and then we have to get it to people and all of these things add up to more stress. The simpler you can keep your life, especially in those chaotic seasons, the better it's going to feel. So everything that you can do to make it easier on yourself is really going to have big results. A boundary can be, I don't want to participate in the school fundraiser. A boundary can be, no, I do not have time to bake for the church bake sale. A boundary can be, I can't make something homemade to bring to the holiday party because it's a three-hour road trip for us to get there already, but I'm happy to bring soda or sparkling water, bring something that's easy for us to transport. A boundary is you sticking up for yourself. And it doesn't have to be drama. It doesn't have to be rude. It just can be you saying, no, I'm not able to do that, but I can do this. I can be intentional about this thing, but I can't do that. I hope that this season you will honor what you need. And as in the instance of this question, I hope that if you have a partner who is trying to put up boundaries, that you'll honor their boundaries as well and that you'll help them to uphold those because that's what partners should do for each other. In a perfect world, that's what our families should do. But our family of origin doesn't always support who we're becoming. They tend to want to hold us to who we once were The great thing about making a new family with a partner, with children, with a friendship circle, is that that family absolutely should want to help you live life the way the person you are today needs to live it. Thank you so much for the questions, guys. Uh, If you have more questions, please call into the hotline. Let us know what they are. The number is 737-400-4626. And I'll be back next week with another episode of Ask Rach. Until then, remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org.
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.